I just decided to pull the uh, pull the pin on it because half my crew is out with uh, Omicron or whatever some version of COVID nineteen. Um, I've got people whose families don't want them traveling. We've got major companies canceling. And we've got our customers telling us half of our customers around the country we had meetings with have told us they're not feeling well and decided not to go. We got a lot of people decided to eat their airline tickets especially when they're getting them back because the airlines are offering these free these uh, no penalty cancellations. So SHOT Show has uh, turned into a uh, second year of bunk for us, and we just may never go back. But it's a wonderful place to go and see lots of new things going on in the industry, and people sojourn there from all over the western United States, long drives, little companies, startup companies, bigger companies, huge companies. It is a friggin' to-do. If you ever get a chance, it's it's not impossible to get in, but you got to kind of know somebody, got to maybe your local firearms retailer maybe can get you a pass or... If you know somebody in the firearms manufacturing business or ancillary products to firearms, you can get in. Um, it's a closed show. You got to be 18 to go. It's an industry show. It's not really a retail show. And they basically are launching what's cool, new, and hip for the upcoming year. Now, they just had the Consumer Electronics Show. And I saw some video from it. And it looked like a goddamn graveyard. So when I got that piece of data, now, now the techie world, the Consumer Electronics Show is full of techies. And a lot of them, a bunch of hip hippie lefty Californians and uh, texters from the uh, left lib coast. So I would expect them to all uh, be all scaredy cat, masked up and afraid to go and blah, 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 blah. And those companies all have to deal with a bunch of chicken shit human beings. We don't have to deal with that so much, but if I if that's the bigger matrix I got to plug into and those people aren't coming, that's a nightmare for me. So we decided to stay here. Now, as the sojourn's going on, we have friends of the shop, friends of friends of the shop, a lot of times they're coming through Phoenix. They've been, they, you know, they've come across El Paso, come across here, come to Nick. They come come through Phoenix and they stop and say hi to a couple of friends and maybe have lunch or spend the night here and then on the way to Vegas. So we have that uh, today. So uh, our guest today is Chance Paris. Chance, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I fucking love that. <laughs> it's one of my fun. It's one of the minor fun things I get to do in my life. Right. So, you guys, for any of you who are uh, uh, gun nuts or uh, firearms fanatics or what I just call regular Americans, uh, or if you're into knives or you do any knife pimping or you're into cutlery, I, I suppose there's um, almost limitless applications, but uh, Chance's company is called TACCO, T-A-C-C-O. They're out of Texas. We're in Texas, you guys. Up around Amarillo. Up around Amarillo. Yes, sir. All right, cool. Um, they make some really neat, very, um, very slight dimensionality, high-performance coatings. Um, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Did you bring some samples with you today? Are they here? Yeah, we've got some here. Okay. Uh, are they in the building or are they out of your vehicle? They're out truck. Okay. Is that the kind of thing maybe we could give Bobby keys to and he could bring some stuff in? Would you be comfortable with him doing I, that? Yeah, I should have had you do that before the show. Um <laughs> Uh, you know what? Hey, Bobby, do you want to, should we pause for a minute and let him go grab his stuff? Yeah. Yeah, let's just pause because it's not live and we can just clip it. So Tell we're going to pause. We're going to let him uh, step out. I don't know why I didn't, I, I talked about it yesterday. I don't know why we didn't check. Right. So we're going to take a quick pause. When we come back, we're going to show you uh, a bunch of the coatings. I'm going to ask a shit ton of questions. We'll get a little, we're going to geek out a little bit on some of the uh, chemistry and uh, nerdology of it. And then uh, basically let you guys see some badass images images for those of you who are on spotify or itunes and it's voice only you'll be able to go to youtube or rumble and you could actually watch the video and kind of see this you can check us out over at the greg medford show youtube or rumble everywhere else you guys were at itunes and spotify you can listen while you're at work it's like a disney thing that was whistle while you work not listen while you work but you can whistle you can listen while you work and uh, and find out about some uh, pretty cool new. I think it's pretty, pretty, pretty kind of cutting edge, uh, high performance coding stuff. We'll talk about when we get right back. Okay, everybody, we're back. Um, so we've got a bunch of samples of uh, pistols here that have got different coatings on them. We've got some chemicals out here on the table. We're going to talk about these, and then I'll, I'll. So let me tell you a little bit. Um, this is first time I've had somebody on doing like kind of. Uh, new product technology uh, type discussion. 
Um, let's let's talk a little bit about what we've got out here. We've got a bunch of pistols with different coatings on them, different colors. Let's slowly kind of maybe we'll uh, maybe. I don't know, Bobby, can we see all of these? Sorry about that. No, you're fine. Can we see all these from, from the camera? Okay, so if I put them over here, can we see them? All right, so why don't I'm going to just take this iPad. I'm going to lay this out of the way, and then we'll put these pistols right over here so we can take a look at okay. them. They're sitting here. Let's just sit them all the same way, kind of like that. Now, we've for those of you who are uh, not firearms people, uh, these are all safe. They're racked back with open slides we visually inspected them all and we've laid hands on them all so we know we have safe condition firearms in the building um for those of you who are gun guys you know when you look at them and see them open that we've already done that um just thought i would mention that because <laughs> there's going to be somebody on there from itunes just like what's the deal dangerous people. safety first you guys are first. crazy <laughs> um so uh Talk to me a little bit about the coatings that are on these. What do you call? Are these all? They, do these all have different colors of the same coating on here? Yeah, a lot of them are very, very similar. Okay, and then uh, what's the coating called? It. This is our external weapons coating. Is what this is. Um, do you it, call it like EWC one, or do you have a name for it? No, nah, we just call it Tatco external coatings. Is what Tatco external coating. So if they go to your website, what's your website? Uh, tatcousa.com can a home person can a dude do this in his like garage if he's a pretty sad dude <laughs> or is this commercial only the, the way we're setting this up is it's either you're going to get our coatings one of two ways one through a manufacturer or two through one of our certified applicators other than that they're we're not going to have any diy okay along those lines. so if guys are watching this and they want this on their firearm or they've been looking for a new coating um mm -hmm. They, you know, like one of the appeals of appeals of Cerakote, obviously, is like fucking anybody can do it. And right. chances are there's seven guys in your hometown who are doing it in a, in a garage shop and do it pretty well. Because I've seen those finishes right. done beautifully. But I've never liked that coating on any of my stuff. It's too thick. I don't like the way it chips off. Mm -hmm. I don't like the way it wears with Kydex. Um, if you're uh, finicky about your firearms, it, it, it doesn't. I think it looks ugly in no time. Now I'm not thinking about my firearms. I don't right. care if they look ugly. I just don't. I just don't like the shit, um, and, and the dimensionality. I don't like. Right. As a knife guy that's obsessed with dimensionality, <laughs> it you know makes a difference to me. Talk to me about these though. If somebody wants to get this, is there a lot of this around the country right now, or do they need to send it out to a few places? At Man, this point? right now uh, we've got a few manufacturers that we're currently working with, and then we've got we've got applicators in in Tyler, Texas, Oklahoma City, and then we're working on another. Uh, certified applicator in so, San Antonio. So for you guys who are like tech fags and you want to just jump on the newest shit whenever it comes out, <laughs> um, and there are a lot of guys like that. Right. Like, you know, everybody's got Cerakote. I want something fucking cool. And mm -hmm. I got to tell you guys, the the feel of the coating is really nice. The look is lovely and the feel is very nice. Tell me the names of a couple of your guys they could call up, do a little FFL transfer, and send their gun into to get it done. So we have CP Tactical Solutions, which is... Uh, CP Tactical e Solutions, yes, like sir. Charlie Papa? Charlie Papa. And they're in Tyler, Texas? They're in, they're actually out of out around Amarillo is where they're out of. Okay. And then we have... Uh, and are they comfortable with somebody calling them up and sending the firearm in? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Absolutely. Uh, you have any idea what, kind of what the lead time is to get something like that done? Right now, um, I think their lead times are probably four to four to six weeks somewhere okay. right around there from the time they receive the weapon system four to six weeks and if it takes 12 weeks and you get something fucking cool back that's done right god damn it it's awesome right who else you got right we have uh we have uh edc out of tyler you can just call those guys up and like and, everyday carry mm -hmm. out of tyler texas Okay, so uh, and then you got anybody else or no? Okay, the, so you, those those two. Are, so you guys are new to this. Mm -hmm. All right, so Shot Show is a big splash for you guys. Absolutely, in a fucking weird year. <laughs> yes. Yes. So my advice to you guys out there, um, first of all, the coding is really cool, and I can't obviously vouch for it's like hold up over time. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that, but after talking and hearing about this. Uh, and like if I was going to send a gun out because I wanted some color and was going to do it, I would absolutely opt for it. I think it's beautiful and I love how, uh, not present it is. You know what I like about coatings is them not being there. Right. I like them looking there and not feeling there. <laughs> so I love, I, you know, I hate when I've got a crisply machined firearm with all these great features mm -hmm. and they melt away under in the coating fucking paint. Basically, mm -hmm. you know, it annoys me. Um, and then, and then, you know, they, they uh, Cerakote advertised about five years ago at SHOT Show. They put stickers in the urinals. Yeah. 
and everybody pissed on him <laughs> for the whole week. Yeah, I remember I can't, that. I mean, it was genius marketing, mm -hmm. but I can't ever get that out of my head. I don't want anything that people piss on on my gun. <laughs> it just annoys me. Right. I'm like, I don't know what's, maybe I'm OCD or what, but I'm like, <laughs> like genius, but not going to do it. Right, right. <laughs> I understand. So um, tell us about, uh, uh, let's first, and, and for those of you watching this, I know a lot of you have got Glocks, you've got polymer uh, frames on a lot of pistols these days, or you've got uh, lots of different materials. Mm -hmm. These, this looks like you'll go on any substrate. It, virtually. I mean, we're even able to coat rubber. So, And then how do you, uh, do you have to prep the plastic before you put it on there? You have an adhesion, um, uh, uh, per, what do you call it, advancer? Yeah, so so we have uh, two different ways, uh, depending upon the uh, depending upon the the uh, situation. Uh, typically, on weapon systems, we we prep basically the exact same way Cerakote, you do a Cerakote. Uh, so we're doing a uh, hundred to one hundred twenty grit aluminum oxide for a prep. Okay, so you're doing blast. For yes, those sir. of you who don't know what that means, is you're taking a refined, either milled, polished, or machined surface. You're giving it an etch. It normalizes the sheen of the surface, and that kind of reflects through. It also gives microscopically a really good uh, level of porosity for the uh, coating to bond to. You can get yes, adhesion sir. that way. Yes, sir. Go ahead. So uh, that's typically uh, the, the way that we do that. Um, we degrease everything, go through that process, uh, and then it goes into an off gas so we make sure that there's no oils in it and then we apply the coatings um what you're feeling like like on a weapon system like this our coatings the reason they feel different is is because of the th the thinness of the coating the coating's going on about 0.4 to 0.6 mils um which... so 0.4 to 0.6 mils for you guys that's four to six tenths so a mil in coatings and paint talk is a thou basically mm -hmm. yes sir okay so it's uh it's pretty thin uh the industry standards 0.75 to to one mil um the other thing that you notice about our coatings it's really unique is the fact that when our coatings get wet they they become more tactile is it because they don't fill in the etching voids of the microscopic etching or is it because in the coating it's, it's in the coating okay so it's it's our proprietary craziness that we're putting into it so do you guys have a chemist on staff yes sir how many chemists do you have i've got one chemist and a and a chief engineer okay is it your company yes sir all right and they're employees or partners or? they're they're employees okay uh and and did your chemist do anything like this before he's been in coatings for a really really long time so okay. i've been very blessed to to have him on my staff and to help me see the visions of of what i want taco to be uh here in the future Cool. Uh, very cool. And what do you call this color right here? Is this like a bronze so color? That, or what yeah, do you call it's this? like a like a midnight. It would be equivalent to like a midnight bronze in in Cerakote. That's pretty sexy, and it would take something like a Glock and really turn it into a good looking little like two tone. <laughs> yeah. You know, instead of that kind of plastic toy looking right, thing, right. dude, it's got a great look to it. Well, and and what the, what's really unique about the coatings is is how how flat our coatings are um you mean when you talk about flat you're talking about the, the sheen the the uh oh, oh, yeah light reflectivity mm -hmm. okay. yes sir yeah. so you take like that that glock over there which is we bought these glocks at the same time this would be a stock glock yeah <laughs> and you can see how sh how shiny everything yeah. is yeah um the feel on it and and we've taken all of that away and yeah. so it it just it makes the gun look good for from an operation. Do you have standpoint. it on the handle here also? Yes, sir. Oh, I, I didn't notice until I put them next <laughs> to each other. Oh, so that's why. So this doesn't have that kind of. I, I don't want to say slippery, but it's got a, Glocks have got a little bit of a slippery uh, feel to them. Maybe. Obviously, they're injection molded parts. Injection molding uh, requires a certain amount of lubricity mm -hmm. for them to come at, re relieve out of the mold. They also require a certain finish. So that they, uh, the mold lasts a long time, and obviously they make a lot of them. But this feels, uh, I don't want to say, like, not like a chalkboard. It's got a, a porosity, mm -hmm. uh, kind of grippy <laughs> feel to it. The, 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 what you just went through is what I've been going through for two and a half years. I don't know how to explain how it feels uh, to people when we talk to them on the phone or, or till they get the get the coating in their hands and then they fill it and it's like a light bulb goes off it feels to me like etched metal mm. it doesn't feel like coatings 
Uh, so uh, etched, you know, I mean, I've had my hands on a lot of etched metal right. and lots of different kinds too. <laughs> it feels like etched raw metal is what it feels like, which has got a very kind of organic tactile feel. That's pretty neat. Thank you. All right, so that's your dark bronze. What's that fucking blue looking thing over this there? This is this is a uh, Wilson Combat. Uh, so it's a L Wilson Combat lower. Mm -hmm. You pulled all the shit out of it, so you could just take the chassis yep. and throw a color on it. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, and then it just went back together. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. So that's a that's that'd be equivalent to like a Combat Gray. That's one of our we we spray so much of that. Everybody just seems to you, fall in love. HVLP with that is that what you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. So. For those of you guys who don't know, HVLP is like a high volume, low pressure air gun uh, yes, paint delivery system. <laughs> and uh, what, what what was funny? Did I say that wrong? No, no, you were on point, completely on point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what what's really neat about all of these coatings that you're handling? This is all done with air or, or with with air cure. So we're we're most of the the industry standards done through through uh, heat cures uh, to make sure that we get the corrosion and erosion resistance that we want. Well, what we're able to do is we're able to do it with an with an air formulation um which allows you to do plastic and stuff it, it allows us to do so much more um because you normally can't cerakote these unless you do the air cure method and we, the air cure form of typical paint coatings is much softer it, it, it doesn't give you the abrasion resistance all the stuff so for you guys out there i mean the, 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 we're going to get into the science of it in a moment Everybody can paint a gun, but not everybody can paint one where it holds up real well. Not everybody can paint one where it feels real nice. And you make compromises when you go across these different materials with most products. So if you're using, I mean, I used Cerakote when I did knife blades mm -hmm. uh, back when I first started. And I know that if I did the air cure, I got a really nice finish and I could control that pretty well. Mm -hmm. uh, less handling, all of that, but it didn't hold up for shit. Right. And then the only way I could get it to hold up was through the oven cure, but then that precludes you from certain surfaces you can't put. <laughs> it on right so um you can't oven cure plastic handles obviously. We, we we do um uh i come from the cerakote world that's where i was at before i developed this oh so, so they can so take you, that temperature we can do it uh what we do is we do it at a reduced rate so oh, okay so instead of curing out at 250 300 we cure out at a, at a lower rate um but still uh what we've noticed uh throughout the years is we're seeing distortions with that yeah um, just the same thing that, yeah of that, course uh as we start coating these these the these polymers and stuff we see we see the 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 frame shrinking or swelling or or some sort of distortions uh so when we started doing this the whole concept was with you know the kiss method right like let's keep yeah. it simple and and so going with an air cure formulation just made and, more sense is that all an all across the board you don't have both it's we, just, we do have both you do have um both. you know in certain applications uh in production run stuff uh where people are want wanting to kick out a lot of product um the the heat cure makes more sense right oh like if it was a production level and they had to do 180 units an hour or something yeah, like yeah. that you say okay this but it doesn't get you superior product no no our, okay, our so, air cure is actually our most superior product that is the product that i recommend because it, it allows it to organically dry or cure mm -hmm. its pace it, it, it does it, okay it 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 just off gas really really well that's why we're able it goes on a little bit thinner um and and the colors and and stuff just in my personal opinion are, are nicer on the air cure stuff so what's really nice about your product is it can be done thir thoroughly cold it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be uh oven cured the room uh, temperature you, is room temperature okay yes, yeah okay and and then it, it, it so then you don't have any distortion issues uh and you don't have any quality of finish or surface hold up strength integrity compromise That's because correct. of one thing or the other um and then what are you guys doing to prep the plastic before you do that are you still blasting that as well yes sir okay so, so it, you'll etch the plastic and, and absolutely and so you use it really primarily mechanical gripping mm -hmm. okay yeah. we can do a chemical etch um mm -hmm. uh, we we figured out a way to do chemical etching mm -hmm. uh so if we need to do touch-up work on on uh on a slide or if man we're putting something together and we get a, a nick or something happens well you know with the current industry standard you got to strip the gun down and completely redo it with us now we figured out a way uh that we can literally go in there and prep that prep that that scratch or whatever and go over the top of it and you literally don't even know that that's there you know it's really bitching it's really nice it just feels so good let me uh you know we uh we talked yesterday chance came in uh, to chat about what did you come in to chat about yesterday oh about us possibly using yeah, this for our yeah. knives and um 
I could see some special projects maybe for my company, but the you know even at even a couple uh, even at a half a mil, it's a it's problematic for me dimensionality wise. But I could see some special projects where it could come in handy. Um, I just I I wanted to show people the product because I think the product's so cool. Tell me about um, this next little baby this over here. This right here. Yep. This is a this is one of my personal Glock thirty fours. Okay. Um, this is done in an air cure formulation as well. Um, the the gray tones that you see on the barrel and uh, all the internal. So all the springs in this are done except oh, for you, the main. You painted all the internal stuff too. Yes. Or coated so all the so it's done with our what we call a, we call it a, a no gall. Uh, it's a self lubricating coating that goes on. Uh, three to five microns. Um, it, we actually is that that stuff you just wipe on? Y you can wipe it on. Yeah, you can wipe that. Does on it have well. color to it? Yeah. So that that color that you see there, that gray color, is yeah. actually the coating. It's a you know, all of all of our barrels, all of our like on this. Did you bring that with you? Where's that at? Why didn't you tell me about that yesterday? <laughs> I don't know. We were talking about everything else. Well, that's neat as shit. Where's the where's that chemical I've, at? I've I don't have it with me. I didn't bring any. Oh. samples of that stuff so, so wait a minute so this just started out a regular bead blasted barrel and yeah. you put that on bead yeah. blasting so that's on it that's on it uh like i said three to five microns super super thin uh super lubricious uh, oh hold on so as you put it on it changes the color of the metal mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is that what you did barrels with when you've done the inside of barrels or did no, you use sir. something else no sir we use a different it's a that's a clear that we use okay well you fucking come talk to me about that one okay <laughs> okay so follow up with me on that okay that's really interesting to me well we to kind of give you an idea about it we we designed it for an oil and gas company is what it was designed for okay. they were dealing uh with downhole issues with uh thermal expansion and galling issues with titanium ink and L stainlesses uh guys just being in California, you guys out in California, <laughs> that's not about gay sex, taking it too hard in Keister or anything like that. He's talking about drilling in the, in the oil fields. Okay, go ahead. So, so uh, this company came to me, and uh, we had done some special projects for them in the past, and they said, hey, can you help us with this issue? And I said, well, absolutely. Let me see what I can do. And we, we developed that coding, and literally – we haven't no news is good news and they keep they keep sending product to us to, to coat so. so what's what's interesting is the coating we put on our blades is actually a deep drilling uh coating okay that's called armalube uh -huh. and it's meant to go through a saline environment and then do deep water drilling and hold up uh, basically tool surfaces okay and we a product a company out of tucson is doing submarine parts for the u.s navy they're okay. doing uh, the submersible ship parts for the u.s navy okay and they're also doing this deep water drilling stuff but it's cathodic arc you know big autoclave mm -hmm. you know multi-million dollar setup to have a little chamber and you know fucking lab coat science shit. <laughs> yeah uh, which uh, is nothing i want to bring you know nobody wants to bring lab coat science no. into their manufacturing no. like uh no i don't want to bring that that's too hard to staff <laughs> up but stuff you can wipe on uh you know you know what i mean simplicity is yes, like the, it, once you've got a company up and running like i do even at my little size around the 50 person size it's hard to bring whole new technologies in without right. like it's a major to do um but that interests the shit out of me i love that fucking gray <laughs> thank you uh, that's super but, cool especially to do almost like zero dimensionality to it yeah matters and, and a lot to me what's crazy is we were at a show uh an event it was a range day and we took <laughs> people were looking asking what the fuck are you doing we took a fish tank and i set a fish tank on my on my table and we went and filled it up with water and everybody's looking at me and i'm taking custom 2011s <laughs> and putting them in this fish tank and guys were walking up going, dude, what are you doing? I said, I said, those guns have zero lube on them. Watch this. We won't have one malfunction all day long. And literally guys would walk up and grab the guns out of the, out of the, Take fish them out tank, of the water tank, gas that bitch up and run it. And, and we had zero malfunctions. The guys that when they were shooting, they weren't regripping the weapon system. They had full control of the weapon at all times with a completely drenched weapon system. Okay. So, uh, it was, it, it, it works extremely, extremely well. Now, does it, um, how is it, does it help with corrosion inhibition or anything mm -hmm. like that? It, it does. It right. does. So, uh, it, 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 I'll, I'll get you all the tech data sheets and SDS well, give us a little comparison, like this wipe on service. Mm -hmm. How does this compare to say, like, are you, you're familiar with PVD and DLC mm -hmm. and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. That stuff gets you some protection, mm -hmm. but it's not really, it doesn't really. It, right. It, it, it um, you need some sort of oil typically on the top of it to. Even on DLC mm -hmm. and PVD and all those. Now, Armalube's different. Armalube is a rust inhibiting yep. surface because it was made for it. Right. It actually changes the molecular 
structure of the surface of the steel, right? Which is something you had mentioned mm -hmm. a little bit when you're talking about a couple of your wipe on products. Yes, sir. Um, and, and I see, you know, like in the knife business, I see your wipe on clear product as mm -hmm. a retail product. Mm -hmm. Like that would, that that's got real potential. Thank you. Um, but getting to that market's a whole nother end, yeah, right? Yeah, Finding all those little fucking guys who yeah. want that. There's a whole group of dudes who carry carbon steel knives or old fashioned pocket knives. Mm -hmm. So stuff that does that sim simple rust in inhibition is pretty amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So it's something, does this have that? quality to it as well yes yes so uh you're looking this this coating going on three to five microns uh you're setting uh give or take right around two thousand hours in a salt fog test all right how, give give everybody who's a kind of layman out there how does that compare to like typical stainless steel that's raw you know man i i can't remember right off top of my head um it's that's for your promotional material right. like you and i are going to work on some promotional <laughs> material okay because i think if you show somebody what the uh, a stainless steel blade because you know most right. modern knives are made out of a stainless uh some sort of high performance stainless steel right you know if a stainless steel and and, and they all rust like stainless steel <laughs> blades still fucking rust right um so the ability to take a stainless steel blade and wipe something clear on it that inhibits rust everywhere for some X amount of time, like your typical pocket knife. Um, guys like to etch them and blast right. them, so they're real subtle looking, like this gray color. Right. But then they're real rust prone because they're now etched <laughs> and the surfaces open up. You know what I mean? Right. Even if it's, you know, unobtainium, rustoleum steel, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all of the S35s, all the, they'll all rust a little bit if you get them around saline right. environment for well, sure. In, in like bluing and stuff, I know we're about, we're about three to five times more corrosive resistant than like a traditional hot blue. Okay. Um, and then uh, like these coatings, we haven't done, I mean, you're looking about 2,000 hours. These are sitting around 3,500. Uh, they're about... I don't know, three times more in that in a salt spray environment yep. before you get the corrosion. Um, yes, sir. Growth. So you start start seeing that little that porosity starting yeah. to, to form. Okay. On the surface. Okay. So um, two thousand hours on this wipe on gray coating, which mm -hmm. is really thin dimensionally, and then on your applied coating that air cures, you're at thirty five hundred hours. Yeah, right around so there. So for you guys who are fucking nerd out or geek out on the chemical component of this, you can kind of compare it to any spec sheet. How does that compare to uh, like uh, how does it compare to the market you're jumping into so Cerakote, it, like it, what's Cerakote at? we're meeting and exceeding the industry standards okay um and and it Cerakote's usually around 2000 to 2500 i think they've got some coatings that are pushing 3000 now and you're at 3500 um, we're, we're at 3500 i'm just asking because when you're new to the market space and nobody knows your brand <laughs> nobody knows your product everything's like in relationship to what's Ab known absolutely and if anything you can say about your major competitor like you know i have a competitor swiss army knife mm -hmm. everybody fucking knows about them right uh, i have to continually redefine myself yep in 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 the face of this fucking drill in the living room everywhere i'm at you know what i yeah, mean yeah so uh uh you know forgive the comparison because i'm trying to give people at home who are generally almost all going to be familiar with Sarah. Yeah, everybody it's a household name. right right they've so done a really good they've job. done an amazing job and you've come along with wonderful product and if they get their fucking senses about them they'll come buy it from you for a bunch <laughs> send you down to fucking uh you know someplace on the coast to right tire so drink a mai tai and hang out <laughs> So um um this is the plastic and the metal both yes, coated. Sir. Yes, sir. All right, very cool. All right, let's see what else we've got here. So on this one here, we'll take this one take this one apart so you okay. can see. Oh. So on the inside, so that's a that's one of the springs. The recoil spring that's been sprayed. Oh, okay, well. you sprayed the spring. Yeah, yeah, those rust, don't they? Yeah. Well, and it's it's not just that; it's it's the 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 lubricity of that. So, we'll, so it's got a lot of oil on it. How yeah. can you have so much oil? So on we it? we will go ahead and just run oil. Um, it's one of the things we don't have to because I run dry. You know, yeah. here in Arizona, mm -hmm. with all the dust flying around, I yep. mean, you guys got to be the same out mm -hmm. and where you're at in Texas. We we, we do. Um, and it's it's just one of those things that you know, a little lube's good. The guys probably just through a little bit more than okay. they needed to on this stuff yeah when i'm uh, when i was in the middle east too i mean i, I always kept everything super dry yeah. or it would just turn into a fucking mud cake yeah and uh it, and that's that's when when we started developing this and i started thinking about it uh my whole process was i had a lot of buddies that were in the sandbox 
you know, and they, they constantly bitched about their two forties and, and the, the, the saws and Mark yep. 19s yep, jamming all the time. Yep. And I was like, well, shit, what if we could take this coating and be able to, to apply this to these belt fads to help with, with uh, lubricity issues and malfunction issues. Have you had a chance to do that yet? Huh? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. We, we, we've got our own belt feds and we've done some testing personally yep. and it's doing okay. It's anecdotal, but <laughs> yep. you're, you're, see, you're yep. seeing uh, worth, worth the hypotheticals the are, 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 so, so this barrel here, what, what firearm did this come out of? What it is came that? out of a Glock 19. Okay, so you got a Glock 19 G3. with a skeletonized slide on top, and um, this is a is a, this is a stock Glock barrel, yep, right? Yeah, stock. And then you just bead blasted the outside of it? Yep. Uh, and not the inside. Did you no. coat, coat the inside of the barrel? That one's not coated. Okay. So we've got we've got ones that we're running that we're running beta on, mm -hmm. uh, doing some testing, coated barrels versus non-coated barrels. That's one of the non-coated barrels. Okay. So. And then you'll compare them afterwards yep. to each other. You Absolutely. took some data measuring them mm -hmm. beforehand. Yes, right. sir. What'd you do? Put a bore uh, bore gauge in them and. Yeah, so we got bore gauges, and then we're running. We've got uh, bore snakes that we're running down through them, looking for carbon uh, carbon fouling. Uh, or car carbon buildup, copper fouling, throat erosion, things like that. We don't really see, you know, in a pistol barrel, <laughs> it's not as bad as what we're seeing in some of our carbines. Right. Uh, you know, 308, uh, 65 Creed Morris. Um, that's going to be. Lapuz. That's what's going to be really interesting for you are, are those uh, almost poor scope pictures mm -hmm. of pitting and corrosion after, you know, hey, here's a thousand rounds from when, or, you know, here's 3,000 rounds with this and 3,000 rounds with this barrel. They were both brand new. <laughs> They were both out of the box. We put them in two different rifles. This one, we cleaned it with uh, super snaky uh, juice. And this one here did nothing. And we ripped them, cleaned them every 500 rounds. And here's what we have at the end. Yeah. Like that'll be, those pictures will be phenomenal. And, and we're, we've got a lot of that that we're building. But that's uh, a pain in the ass. Building, you know, building that archive so of all that time. data is a lot. Yeah, I know. I get it. And money. Yeah. It's it, a lot of money. It's, it's, it's been a crazy feat for us. Uh, but but it's it's when everything comes together i, th I think people will be sur very surprised uh to see what what the coatings are bringing to the table do you have a booth out at chacho i don't so you're just going to walk the show and yep. kind of do your i've got thing? some meetings with uh with several companies that we're going to be talking to and then uh i'm really looking forward to just to hanging out and seeing some old friends that i haven't seen in several well years, hopefully so. they make it because uh <laughs> half of my customers canceled on me right and they're like great we're really sorry i'm like don't worry i'm not going <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then this and this coating you sprayed it on here as well yep so okay. it can be sprayed on it can be wiped on um a, a, like i said when we designed we designed a lot of these coatings it was designed around the kiss method and so oil and gas firearms it's all the same if it's 14 steps people are going to miss seven of those steps yep. and if if it's a three-step process or a two-step process people are going to apply the coating correctly just because of of ease of use so yeah. Well, it's pretty cool. I'm interested in this gray stuff. Okay. I especially like the way it can be wiped on and that it's got inherent lubricity. It's one of the reasons I always liked MP3. I did MP3 on uh, valves for my airplanes for years. Okay. I always did MP3 on yep. the inside of the valves, and then I would I would face them. I would lap them a little bit. Okay. But it's got that. It's got Teflon in it, and it's yep. got some inherent lubricity. I like that on internal gun parts. That stuff's got some inherent lubricity to it, mm -hmm. huh? Mm-hmm. Huh, okay. So we're using we I'll we'll talk more about it when we get off here. And okay, I'll talk to you about some of the the properties of the coating and and what goes into it and stuff. What properties about it can you tell us for the retail customer who wants to start tickling somebody that says, you know, some of these guys are out there and they're they're ballers and they're like, <laughs> hey, they can go down to their local place and say, hey, listen, man, you know, you guys, there's some cool new product and you guys mm -hmm. should you guys should reach out to them. I got a bunch of guns. I'd love to have you do with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, as far as what what do you what do you want me to talk to them about? Talk to me about the lubricity and the gray the gray coating. That to okay. me is the most interesting because I'm not into aesthetics on guns. Right. But talk to me about that. So so the coating, like we said, it goes on three to five microns. Uh it's we're on the third generation of of this specific coating. Um we're able to add some we're adding boron and, and some other things into this coating to okay. give <laughs> when when it's in a when it's in a can, is it does it have color to it or is it clear? No, it's it's got color to it. Okay. So it'll it'll like that that one's clear. Uh, our when you get the what we call uh, the no gall when you get it in, it'll 
it'll almost be separated. It'll be like a three-phase separation. Uh, okay. So, so you've got a variety of chemicals yeah, that you need to kind of get together yep. and then and then you apply them. Absolutely. Still no different in Cerakote. When you get a bottle of Cerakote, okay. like it's, it, there's yep. a separation. Yep. Uh, same thing. It's got a heavy, there's a heavy solid content in, in this coating, which allows for the... Uh, the abrasion resistance that you're going to see the code the particles are extremely small or we're like 300 times smaller than anything else that's kind of kind of on the market which allows us to penetrate deeper into the substrate uh what we're seeing with some of our testing is as you're running the weapon system and you look and you you think you see deviation right like the coating's gone and you're like well fuck it failed and then like you look at it under a microscope and you're like well shit it it didn't fail. The the coating's still there because we filled all the microperscosity, so the lubricious part of it is still there. You're going to get some corrosion issue, but the the lubricity is still there because because we've taken all the peaks and valleys out of out of the substrate, huh. and it just freaking runs. So it'll almost become transparent, like as it breaks in, um, like on a spring system, like this JP. Uh, you can see kind of that transparent look on on the on shaft, the shaft. Yeah. and and you're like damn it felt and but it's still it's so lubricious and and it runs so so smooth like you can take a, a factory one versus a a a coated one and you run them side by side and you can you can audibly hear the difference in in what's this thing for that's for a nine millimeter pcc oh, is okay. what that's for it's All a buffer right. a buffer yeah, spring i see it cool all so, right um, let's move on to this guy right here. Cause I like this, I like the way this SIG looks. <laughs> so, so this SIG, uh, this SIG P220 here, uh, this is in a, uh, a custom green that we did. Uh, this has also got all the, the lubrication coatings throughout the whole entire thing. Okay. So hold on a second. Cause the green looks like something from fucking Russia. <laughs> Cause those Ruskies always had some fucking weird ass green. Right, right. Um, that's it's not ectoplasmic. It's not flat dark earth. What the fuck kind of green is that? What's that for? It's it was just some. Color. This is one of the original, one of the OG guns that we did. Right. Okay. Um, when we first started, and it was like it would be like between a a like a a uh, what would it be like a. Multi-cam green and like a Noveski green or something like that, you know, and it's, uh, it's okay. I don't not like it. Right. I, I typically I'd be like, what a fucking weird ass green is it? Uh, and then you've got some coyote on it or That's what, a, what do you like call an, it? Like an FDE or something. Okay. Flat darker. All yeah. Right. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. I mean, even for a weird color green, that's <laughs> awesome. And then you did the rubber grips on here so as well. So those huh? those are those are a polymer grip, is oh, what okay. those those panels are. Okay. Um, there's a little bit of micro texture that we did do into the green on the on the panels as well. Um, so we're able. That's one cool feature about what we're doing is we're able to integrate textures into our coating. So is this the, what I'm feeling here on the flat yep, spot? Yeah. So you've got some little abrasive uh, granular structure that. You're allowed to that you can float in the coating, put it on here, and it bonds. It actually bond like it's it's part of the 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 formulation. So, um, okay. In the past, people have taken you know uh, some sort of silica, and and put it into the seracote mm -hmm. and sprayed it, and then the shit just like as soon as Snaps you hit off. it, it just comes off. Yeah, yeah. That's not that's not how our product works. It it actually is part of the formulation, and and when it bonds, it's bonding that to the substrate as well okay. um it, when we get into some of our heavier coarser stuff like you'll have that like flake off but that's the reason i'm i'm a big fan of our we've got an, a fine texture which is like my my jam that's my favorite uh one from like an operational standpoint um uh just running the guns and and needing manipulation of stuff it, it's it's it almost reminds me of of like grip tape without without having to worry about the shit coming off all the time you know you yeah. just you just run it and it and it's there so um all right so now let's talk about a couple of things um okay You've got some clear products you told me out. For you guys who are knife nerds, you may be into this part. Or if you have bare metal things in your mechanical life that <laughs> can occasionally be prone to some oxidization. Um, so I'm a perfect example of that are kitchen steak knives. Um, you know, part of the challenge in the industry is that people don't care for their stuff the way they used to. Mm -hmm. If you ever pick up an old kitchen knife from like my grandparents had, you know, carbon steel kitchen knives with some wood handles on yeah. them. And they're almost like 
brown and splotchy. And if you cut some lemons with them, part of them gets different. Yeah. And then you can clean them off and sand them down and make them all shiny again. And within a couple months, they're just brown and splotchy and patinaed again. <laughs> yeah. um, if you were to take a carbon, uh, high carbon steel knife while it's clean and it's just come to you from your maker mm -hmm. and it's getting ready to get that patina over time. Or you've got your uh, Damascus kitchen uh, cutlery that can still be harmed from lemons and that kind of, you know, cutting uh, citrus. Um, is this the product that you use for that? This is a wipe-on product? That's a, yeah, absolutely. So talk to us a little bit about that. Is that, is that. is that what this is? Yeah, same thing. All right, and do you sell these? Are you going to be selling these for retail folks? We're, we're working hopefully, on it. You're working hopefully on it. here in the near future, everything okay. will be coming through, so... Okay, so um, in this little wipey, we'll take a knife. Even if a dude's got a pocket knife, like let's say mine, uh, and I think this is S35VN yep. uh, stainless. But again, it can rust. Mm -hmm. So you can you would take that and wipe it right on here. Yep. The only thing is, how do you know it's on here? <laughs> you're, you're, you'll see that 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 uh, that wet out. So it's no different. Even when it dries? No, no. When it dries, it'll it it's it's a transparent clear. there's no way to like, tell that it's there's on there? really no way to tell that it's on there and what about what's um, that thing do so so this is for some other stuff that we've got so when we were doing beta testing and stuff we needed a way to uh to see if our coatings were wearing and and things along those lines so so what we were able to do is is put into our coatings to where you can see a uv marker into our coating so anywhere you see blue is where our coatings might be. Oh, okay, okay. So, so, so it's an R R and D way to kind yeah. of keep. So a check we, on what's we were happening. doing like some of the companies that we work with. They want that in there because. Can you put it in here? We could absolutely put it in there. The only deal is, is like if you took your knife out in the out in the sun, Arizona sun here, like your your knife would have like a blue. <laughs> blue sheet to it because yeah. of, of the uv light you so, know it'd be interesting though i mean yeah. I, I think there's a place for all that stuff man the knife world's in wild and wacky right. it's i'm a, learning that it's I'm, a wild and wacky territory it man. is man i'm getting into it it's it's been a fun and exciting uh a process for me well i see some cool applications for it and the more i know about it the more neat stuff i see i uh, wish you the best of luck i think you're gonna go out there and kill it as much as it can be killed when there's only uh you know right now there's only half a hot chick to ask to the dance so you see how it goes right. but it may be a good year to be walking the show and shaking some hands when we get off air i'm going to tell you the names of a couple of people i think you ought to reach out to i appreciate in manufacturing and they do lots of applicated you know painted applications and uh circuit applications and i think it would you know if I call up and make an introduction, you could talk to them and they'll 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 want to see your stuff right away. <laughs> I think on the way back through town, I'm going to set up a meeting for you with another manufacturer that I think would would be able to use your stuff and okay. a lot of it. Okay, oh cool. man, I, I really do appreciate the time and and going through all this and and making the introductions. No problem. Let me ask you a couple things. Uh -huh. um, what were you doing for a living before this? So before this, I fought fire professionally, uh, fought, fought fire for the US Forest Service, National okay. Park Service. I actually lived in Tucson and Safford and Thatcher and all around, all around Southwest all right. So Arizona. were you a smoke jumper or no, a, I, a ground I, deployed guy? I was, I worked on a, I worked for a fire use module and then I, then I'd done stuff with the hot shots and then worked, worked as hell attack and just okay. kind of did everything. And my last stint was back home in Texas. I was an engine captain out there. All right. And so, then how long you been doing this for? I've been, I've been in coatings a little over seven years now. So. All right. So you left all of that other stuff. Yep. Did you settle down? You got married? So I you got thought, married. Okay. I got married and had, I got two kids now. Oh, nice. Boy, little, girl. I got a little boy and we just had a little girl. Oh, uh, mazel uh, tov. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> It's been an exciting, it was an exciting into uh, 2021 for us. So, oh, well, congratulations. You got a, you got a COVID edition. I, I, I did. <laughs> I did. It's the COVID flu. The yeah. COVID flu is everyone's got babies and divorces. That's, it's been a big, it's there. been a big couple of years for babies and divorce. Right. Like, what else are we going to do? I don't know. But, you know. Put your mask on. Sweetie. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. Your presidential mask. <laughs> it's going to get freaky. That's too so, funny. So you're, uh, so you basically, uh, you got a couple of kids, you settled down from the wild young life. Like so many of us do. Yeah. I quit flying air shows. I quit doing all the crazy <laughs> shit I used to do. And now I like manufacture knives, you know, right. a lot of people think this is exciting. I'm like, this is so mundane compared to what I used to do. <laughs> I love knife making, but it's not flying an airplane upside down, down a runway. You know, it's a, it's just pretty mellow. And, and that's, it's crazy. Cause like I, what I did in fire was so, I, I, I 
to me, it was never riskful, right? Like it was just the job and it was fun and I loved it and I loved my guys. And, and, uh, I, I, I look back on it and I'm like, damn, I done some really stupid shit back then. Cause yeah. they, <laughs> and took a lot of risks that I, I probably shouldn't have, but, but, uh, it, it, it gave me so much, so much life experience and, and, uh, you know, my, my boy, he, uh, He's just like me, and I see so much of me in him, so I'm trying to like guide him in the right direction. <laughs> you know, it's funny is uh, our kids get to know us after we grow up. Yep. So my kids have never seen me fight in the <laughs> ring before. They've never seen me kick somebody in the face. They've never seen me jump out of an airplane. They've never seen me walking down an airplane and hand my you know my M249 off to the armor. It's like, get rid of that fucking thing. You know, they've never seen me in uniform. They yep. never saw me fly. You know, they've flown with me in airplanes with me flying, but they, you know, they've never seen me do air shows and all yep. the crazy shit I used to do. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's my dad. Yeah. You know, when they my daughter, she's read my bio a couple times. She's like, Dad, you've done a lot of stuff. <laughs> Every now and then they have like a little moment like, oh, dad's not just funny, dud, just slippers right? taking the dog out to crap. You know what I mean? Because I basically take the dog out to crap, disappear all day, come back and make dinner. You know? Right. So I'm basically a modern day Freulein. Yeah. And that's my boy. He, uh, he's, he's fixing to be four. And, uh, he, uh, we've got belt feds, you know, all kinds of stuff, just laying all over the shop, suppressors, SBRs. And, to my boy, like that's just life. Like he go, he went to Mother's Day out a while back, and he told everybody at school he builds machine guns, and we're actually building the nineteen nineteen, mm-hmm. uh, me and him. And so it's funny f- for me to hear that. Like the the teachers like pulled me off to the side and was like, uh, "Your son said something weird today," and I'm like, "Oh fuck, what did he say? What did he say?" And they're like, "He builds machine guns," and I was like, "Oh yeah, he really does." <laughs> She was like, what? I'm like, yeah, we, we build guns for a living. And uh, she, uh, it, it's just funny because that's my boys shooting machine guns and it's just his life. And he has no idea that that's a very small percentage of. It's not of, normal. It's Yeah, for him, it's just, and my dad builds guns for a living. This yeah, and my kids does. are the same way. I mean, they've got knives and they've got guns <laughs> and, you know, they head out to the airport. We're going to work on the airplane. They just think that's all normal. I'll tell you a quick funny story and then yeah. I'll let you go because I know you got stuff to do. Um, we uh, ended up, uh, it's, I'm such not a star fucker, okay? I don't care about people being famous. It doesn't matter to me because right. it's not a real thing. It's just an annoyance. Right. Um. So I meet this guy at Blade Show years ago, and uh, he's got kind of a funky hat on. He's got a vest, you know. I was like, oh, this southern stylish fellow. <laughs> we talk back and forth, and I'm not kidding. We talk for like 45 minutes. And he's got a group of dudes with him, and they're all kind of funky southern fashionably interesting right you know weird hats and a fucking feather and they're wearing vests and fucking cool boots and shit i'm like yeah, look at me fucking southern guy and a little flared <laughs> so we talk back and forth and he's like was well, this all you do i said yeah just knife making and i said uh i pretty much just hang out with my kids now my daughter likes to sing so i play guitar for my daughter and <laughs> sing and uh, you know make fucking knives he says oh you play guitar what kind of guitar but i said oh i I, I play this kind of guitar, that kind of guitar. He's like, oh, I, we play guitar too. And I was like, oh, well, what do you mean we play guitar? Who plays guitar? He said, oh, me and my fellows here. I go, oh, you guys do? Oh, boy. I said, that music business is a hard business, isn't it? So so I'm not fucking kidding. So he he got his smile on his face. And I get the smile when people say, oh, do you make any money making knives? And I go, oh, you can make a couple bucks, you know. So uh, we're talking back and forth. And one of my guys leans in and he goes, um, Hey boss, that's uh, Zach Brown from the Zach Brown band, major international recording artist. And I was like, "Well, color me fucking purple." I said, <laughs> "I didn't know, man." I said, and, and you know, he was tickled that I had fucking no idea who the right. dude was, and I'm just right. like talking to him, like, "Yeah, you want to come over and play guitar, bro? You guys will fucking jam a little bit." <laughs> so, fast forward, he's got a concert out here, and he calls me up, total sweetheart of the guy. And yeah. He says, "Hey, uh, you want some guys from the shop? Maybe come on down and come to the concert." And I want a couple knives. And I said, sure, no problem. So we made him a couple knives. And he's, his uh, assistant, uh, got Dirk, I think is his name, got us a bunch of tickets. It was really sweet. Yeah. And uh, he said, hey, Greg, maybe you want to come down before the show and, you know, uh, come backstage. We hang out a little bit. And I was like, yeah, sure. He says, you want to bring anybody? I said, mm. you know, Amy, my wife at the time, she was like, I don't want any. I don't want any. Uh, I'm not really country music. You know, <laughs> go ahead. Right. So I took my daughter. So my daughter, uh, she goes down and we pull up and 
I was driving a 911 Porsche at the time, and I come pulling up to a back gate, and they're like, oh, Mr. Medford, right this way. Oh, shit. Gate opens up. I mean, you know, there's cars everywhere. It's, it's like a fucking, you know, it's, it's concert, a big right. concert. I pull in. I pull up next. Over here, this way, guy flags me. Boom, I pull right next to a swanky concert bus, you know, one of those big diesel pushers. Yep. We get out. We walk up. Whole band comes out. They greet us. We go up, step up in this concert bus, and we hang out for a little bit. Then we got the guitars out. We're playing a little bit of guitar. He bought a moonshine company. We're drinking some moonshine. Yeah. Then he asked if we want to have dinner. We go and have dinner. And, you know, my, my daughter's there. And she's just, you know, she thinks it's great. And then we walk backstage through the stage down the front. And he comes out. And the band plays. And we watch a concert. That's So, so cool. it's my daughter sees this. Okay. So really cute. This is one of the funniest stories. So. I don't know, like six months later, my attorney calls me up. He's like, hey, man, Bruce Springsteen's playing in Dallas. Let's go. And I was like, okay. So we hopped on an airplane, and I was telling my daughter, I said, hey, I'm going to Dallas tonight. I'll be back tomorrow. I'm just going to see Bruce Springsteen. Play. She goes, oh, what are you guys going to have for dinner? Are you guys going to play guitar on the bus? <laughs> <laughs> she just thinking that that's fucking normal, you know? It was so cute. No, you, you get all these little buddy. fun little experiences meeting all these folks who yeah. like stuff that we do. You're going to have all those, too, with all the coatings, I'm sure. Um. Uh, once we hop off air, we'll uh, chat a little bit, okay? And Sounds uh, great. pleasure having you in. Tell everybody the website again. It's uh, tacousa.com. Tacousa.com. And then what can people do out there if they want to help you? They like your story and they think it's pretty neat. Uh, uh, the b biggest thing is to just start following us and start talking to people about our products and, and uh, just supporting us and supporting my applicators. I think one of the things you guys should do is reach out to the, the, the two folks, the guy in Tyler, Texas, and the one guy up in, where's the other guy? Up, up around Amarillo. Uh, you got a guy up around Amarillo, guy and Tyler. Uh, watch the beginning of the video. We talk about them. What, what What's their companies again? Um, uh, EDC? CP, CP Tactical in Amarillo and then EDC out of, out of Tyler. You guys reach out to them and maybe get, if you got, you know, most of us have 10 or 12 Glocks. Take one of them and send it out and make it cool. There's no, I, I like having a cool Glock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You got to have a Gucci Glock every once in a while. Yeah, take one of your Glocks and make it cool. And what's nice is, like, it's a kind of cool. Like, I'm not gauche. I don't want a bunch of weird shit doing, done to it and bells and whistles. I like that two-tone Glock, and I like the feel of it because it doesn't feel like a plastic gun. Right. And that's the thing about Glocks. And I like Glocks a lot, but they have a kind of mass-produced plastic gun feel because mm -hmm. they're a mass-produced plastic gun. Yep. And plastic has got a certain property to it because of the surface conditions required for molding. But that feels so let me let me let me hold that thing again so this thing just feels it doesn't feel like a plastic gun i know it is a plastic gun in my right. head my hand knows the plastic gun it just feels uh, kind of different so i think it's a i think it's a pretty neat product well i wish you the very best thanks thank for coming you, on thank you so uh, much appreciate it all right everybody that's our show for the day um check us out over on itunes check us out on spotify check us out on rumble when we do our political stuff we've had to diversify so much because everybody and all these big tech oligarch motherfuckers try to they're trying to uh, stop me from saying fuck joe biden they're trying to stop me from saying let's go brandon they're trying to stop me from saying stuff about the election I, I don't even know what to say about anything anymore but they just shut me off so we've diversified our risk to a lot of different pools and uh, we appreciate your support greg metford the greg metford show i'm out